Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. Let's, let's get into it. And uh, remember, this is God's Word. It's full of life. It's full of spirit, full of, full of power. Um, I don't know what, what I would do without the Word. I don't know what, what, where we would be without the Word of God. Last week we spoke about the resurrection. Come on, it was Resurrection Sunday, and that was, that's awesome. And, um, and, and about believing it and experiencing the life that comes from the resurrection. We're going to just touch on, on a bit of the things that we spoke about last week. No, no, it's fine. Thanks, Jay. Um, but this one, this one is massive. This one is important. Um, I've gone through a journey in my life, and um, I really, someone told me this, but I can tell you this as well. You can, I can save you from many years, tears, and fears. <laughs> I've, I've sat under tremendous ministries, and I've had amazing leaders, and I've learned the hard way of, of keeping my eyes on Jesus and to, to make sure that, that your, all your hope is in Him. And I, I love leaders, I love leadership, I love um, strong leaders, but I've, I've learned at the end of the day, it's you, and, it's you and Him, and you need to run your race with your eyes on Him. Uh, it's really important. I've just seen so many people come in, and some people are on the bus, and all of a sudden they, they're off the bus, and, and how it affects so many people. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I love what's happening at the Word Church. I love the vibe. I love the, the vibe between us. Let's grow that vibe, but keep your eyes on Him. Okay? All right. Let's, oh, let's uh, go to, I wonder, let's go to James. And let's read from chapter 1. Verse, from verse 21, so get rid of all uncleanness, rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. It's amazing, we, we say our souls are saved, our souls are saved, but, but this one says the word contains the power to save your soul. Peter speaks about your soul being saved. Um, we'll touch on that, but think about that. Remember, you need to grow in Christ. You need to learn. You have to grow. There is a growing. There is, a, there is that part where we say we are new and we are brand new, and we're always new, and then there's the part where you grow into Christ. Um, Peter speaks about growing up in grace. So uh, that's why Smith Wigglesworth had a saying, he said, if you're on the same level as what you were yesterday, you're backslidden. <laughs> He was, he was a hardcore um, soldier, but there's so much growth in Christ, and we're, we're always learning and uh, growing into, into that, into his stature. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about that. If anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, 
and being a doer of it, he's like a man who looks carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For though he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he is like. But he who looks carefully, all right, he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer. He will be blessed in his doing. Now, that's, that's very cool because um, speaking about the Word, now, we, we always associate the Word with the Bible, but these guys didn't have the Bible. We have the Bible, okay? So we always say if we have the Bible, we keep on looking. No, it's speaking about the Word, the Word, which is Christ. So uh, right now, you're sitting here, and you're, you're seeing Christ. Although we're reading from the Scriptures, you're seeing Christ, and you're looking into, into that. Now, this picture says the one who continues to look, the one who continues to look, the one who perseveres in looking, in seeing Him. All right, so Hebrews 12 verse 1, uh, Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, looking away from everything that will distract by looking to Jesus. So that's the posture of every believer is to look to Jesus. Now, we've had amazing teaching on that, but to keep my eyes on Jesus all the time, all the time. And everyone over here would know it's not that easy all the time. It's not easy. While I was um, on my way, uh, uh, just this thing popped in my head. It said, it's okay to not be okay. And everyone will be like, yeah. I just want to add as well, it's okay to be okay. <laughs> and, and there must be a choice of, of life. If you're going, dealing with things, my goodness, deal with what you're going through, but don't park there and stay there. Don't camp in your, in your difficulties. You know, let's, let's, let's get perspective. So, all right. The one who continues to look, say, continue to look. The one who continues to look. The one who perseveres in looking. So he gives the picture of this guy who stands in front of the mirror and leaves. Now, if you look at the word and you see yourself, that's not the point. It's not about seeing me and then going away and forgetting what I look like. That's just the example. It's, it's about seeing Jesus and about um, continually to keep your eyes on him. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's quickly go to Matthew 14. Uh, oh, I love this so much. Matthew 14, verse, wow, verse 22, no. Okay, long story, cut, this, cut the story short. The disciples are in the storm. The disciples are in a storm. It's windy. It's chaos. They think they're going to die. And it's like 3 a.m. in the morning, the darkest time of the night. And then the worst thing, you know, like I'm sure that someone must have said to the other one, well, it can't get worse from here. And then all of a sudden, here comes a ghost on the water. <laughs> and then it does. It gets worse. 
And, and the Bible says these guys scream in terror. They said, there's a ghost. We are literally going to die. <laughs> Nowhere to run. Can you imagine being in that place? And then Jesus comes and he says, hey, you know what? Okay, verse 26. It's got to be Stefan at the back there. I knew it. Stefan. Legend. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. But instantly, he spoke to them saying, take courage. I am. Stop being afraid. And I have to just hear that because how many of you can literally relate to the disciples right there? It's absolutely bizarre. And, and you, like, if you read the other uh, translations, I mentioned it, I think, in previous weeks. The Bible says Jesus was going to walk past them. Like he was schooling them. He was teaching them something. It was a very hard lesson. But stop being afraid. But he doesn't just say stop being afraid. He says, I am. And then we read the next verse. Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So stop there. Look at that word, come. So what did, what did, what did Peter, he said, if it's you, command me to come. Okay, so he knew that that word that Christ carries um, carries authority. So we know Peter didn't walk on water. Peter walked on that word. Okay, and that word was the word come, come. So when Peter, Peter got out of the boat and walked on water, he came toward Jesus but when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. Okay, so he felt the strong wind. He was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught and held him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, if Jesus comes back today and he sends me fishing, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Unless he comes in the boat. Because the harp monks are, oh, harp, yada. Okay. So, listen to that. Uh, go back to 31. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught and held him, saying, saying to him, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Now, for about a month now, I've been just thinking about that, that, um, that state. That question. What kind of question is that anyway? Why did I doubt? You know, we spoke about this at men, so guys, get a get a a a, you know, a double portion. Why did you doubt? I can give you a hundred reasons why I doubted. Because gravity. Um, this is water. It's not a solid. Uh, it's a storm, I can, there's, it's raging all over, but Jesus comes and says, why did you doubt? Like, what's the matter with you? Like, giving no respect for 
the threat of the storm. It's, it's just in, insane, like how Jesus comes casually walking in this chaos. Hey? Yeah. And I've been, you know, everybody knows that when I minister, I try to be very transparent in what I go through and what I think and, and the ups and the downs, and we all have them. But Jesus asked me the same question, you little, you of little faith, not you little, <laughs> you, you of little faith. <laughs> Can you imagine the Lord? Hey. <laughs> Why did you doubt? In other words, there's no reason for you to doubt. There's no reason for you to doubt. And we stand in, in, in this place and, and Christ reveals himself in this amazing way. I always thought, I remember growing up, and 15, 16, and going through doubts and saying, Lord, if you were to just appear to me, I would never doubt again. Huh? Come on, how many guys have thought about that? Lord, if, if the Lord could just do some miraculous sign, that, and then everything will be fine. Then you'll have my undevoted faith through all my life. Here's an example of that happening. Jesus, right in front of him, walking on water, and with Christ manifested doubts. So the natural man, that's what he does. He's going to reason. He's going to doubt. But God is calling us to live higher than doubt. God is calling all of you to live in a higher place than reason. And if we all talk about what we go through, we can identify with that and we can keep swimming. But he's calling us higher. And I want to live there, in that place. Um, I want to be above this wrestling and this torment and this. And yes, there'll be moments, I'm sure. But Jesus coming there and saying, why do you doubt? Come on, let's, let's walk on this. Um, I've been, I can't get over that. All right? So I'm asking, Lord, okay, well, how, how can I live a life? That's not the way I don't doubt. Because God is good and all things are possible on Sunday. But come Monday, it's a little bit different. Come the first challenge at work. Come the first person that gives me um, or that speaks to me wrong or misunderstands me. And I'm back there. Lord, help me be above and higher. Come on, who wants to live there? All right, so then that word's for you. This word is for you. Okay, I want to be above and not... And not beneath. All right, so why do you doubt? You have, little, <laughs> you have little faith. Why do you doubt? All right, so um, Romans 10, we did this last week. Let's go to Romans 10 again. Read that. Remind, remind you, refresh your memory. Um, I had a, a dream. And I, I was having a chat with my, my in-laws. And Anya was there, and Anya's sister, and Anya's mom, and we were sitting in this green field. It was actually an amazing dream, a real godly dream. And I was talk, teaching, and I said, um, I said, there's a difference between understanding and believing. And I was saying, God doesn't just want you to understand. He wants you to believe. And, and I said, like, I love you. You understand that, but do you believe that? You know? And... Um, 
And it, it's a crazy dream. And I just, I leaned over after speaking to him and this amount of rain just came and poured into my, <laughs> my mouth. And yeah, it was amazing. It was refreshing. And, and um, yeah, let's, let's read that. Romans 10, all right? Woo! Verse 10, it says, With the heart a person believes and is so justified. All right? With the heart you believe. Verse 9, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So he speaks about your heart, and he speaks about your mouth. Where's the mind? Okay, we spoke about this last week. Where's the mind? Okay, where's the mind at play? Um, it's, a, it's a lot like being in love. I don't know how to explain it. It's like being in love. That's what it's like. It, when you see Christ, it's like your heart responds. Your mouth confesses, Jesus is Lord. I love you. And all of a sudden, the mind is quieted. The reasoning is quieted. And I really felt the Lord say today, stop overthinking, church. Stop overthinking everything. Stop overthinking everything. Stop believing. Stop a reasoning your way out of belief. Um, uh, about a month ago, uh, same time when I was having these dreams, I was sitting with um, um, a meeting um, at, the, at the coffee shop at Seattle. And uh, we were casually talking about things. Next thing I saw a, a guy sitting all by himself on the table. And... Uh, I feel, man, let me tell you, manifestation of the Spirit is often felt and experienced in your heart. You can feel the drawing of God just, and I feel I need to speak to this guy. Now, you know exactly what happens there. It's like, oh, what if you're wrong? What if he chases you away in front of everyone? What if you embarrass him? What if it's not the right time? But I, I just thought, just go. Don't think, just go. And before I gave my mind the chance to talk my heart out of it, <laughs> I went and I sat down in front of, in front of the, this guy and he just sat there and he was looking at me with his big eyes. I thought, okay, I'm here. And I said to him, listen, you just... Two minutes of your time, and I'm just going to say what's on my heart. I remember saying, I should do this a bit more, but uh, I know I have to do this. And I said, you look like, I think you're a doctor, okay? I said, I think you're a doctor. And this is what I feel the Lord um, saying to you. I said, you, got, you chose this line for, for the right reason, and you got caught in it. And you're struggling a bit with, with your mind and with thoughts and depression. But God, God wants to remind you why you did this. And I remember just going with what the Lord said. And he just looked at me, kept, kept completely still, said nothing. 
just looked at me. And then I said, okay, I'm finished now. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, what's your name? I said, my name is Bruce. And he said, what do you do? I said, I'm a doormany. He said, <laughs> he said, he said, Bruce, I'm a doctor. And he said, I'm a doctor. And what you said is 100% what, what's happening in my life now. And I thought then this whole picture of Peter walking on water came to me. Peter, what was he thinking when he got out on the boat? He wasn't. He wasn't. His heart was responding to, to his Savior, to the Lord. And the moment he stepped out and looked at Jesus, he was like a mirror image of Christ, walking on water, doing exactly what Christ was doing. <laughs> All right? Okay, okay. Come on, guys. Sorry, I just feel the blanket in, in the place again. And, uh, and we need to learn to work with what the Lord does in our hearts. Because he did this with the disciples all the time. He said, you feed them. And the mind kicks in. Oh, we don't have enough food. We don't have enough money. You do this. But, but Lord, and he's messing with them all the time. Trying to get them to a place of go with what, what's, what the Lord is doing in your heart. In the new man. In the Christ man. All right. Okay. So, it's chaos. And every one of you, if I ask you who's going through something right now, you'll put up your hand and say, yes, I'm going through something. I'm dealing with something. And um, so that would be like a reason to, you know, if I just get through this, then I'll be okay. That is an illusion. It's rubbish. You know, like today, if, if it's a financial issue that you struggle with, if the finances come, you're just going to get a different issue to face. It's just how it is. And so there has to be a shift in our mind from stop living under the surface to above it. To above these things. I want to be above. All right. So faith is not convincing your head. Getting to a point where you believe, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. That's not what faith is. He says, if you don't doubt in your heart. Doubt can happen, yeah, but not in your heart. Not in your heart. And so the doubt comes when we allow the reasoning of the mind to affect the heart. So don't let it reach your heart. Don't let it reach your, reach your spirit. Um, all right, so the one who continues to look. Wow. Let's read Psalm 46. Um, before you go to Psalm 46, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4. He who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow, and you who regards the clouds will not reap. So if you, just, if you just read that and you understand, have you ever seen our people who, who tend to not be such... Uh, some people who are... It depends. But there's people who are like almost like impulsive that jump at every opportunity, tend to be very successful. If you, if you look at them, you think, how did that idiot get so far in life? 
because he didn't take the time to talk, him out, talk himself outside of doing it. And I know there's dangers because the same people get themselves into big trouble. Left, right, everywhere. Leave a mess everywhere. But there's a lesson to be learned that sometimes that the Lord will put things in front of you and you just talk yourself out of it. You know, I do this all the time as well when I go to the shops. I think I'm going to go buy myself some things and I fill my, my, my uh, trolley or whatever you call those baskets up. And as I'm going to the toll, I take the one thing out. I don't actually need it anymore. Don't need that anymore. And by the time there, I've got nothing left. And so I just go out of the shops. <laughs> All right? Don't really need it. So the one, the one who, who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. Some of you guys are just, just, that, just that move away. Just that step from taking that step of faith. But you, you're allowing your mind to overthink things. So you never experience the breakthrough. You know? um, we seem wise. We seem, we seem like we've got it all together. But we, we don't go anywhere because opportunities are in front of us. And we don't take, you know. Uh, all the rest of the disciples didn't get out the boat. Peter got out of the boat. Peter walked on water. The rest stayed in the boat. He's the only guy who gets to tell the story. Come on, man. Okay? So let's quickly read Psalm 46. And this one is, oh, this one is great. So I'm going to try and read it with the way that it's written. God is our refuge and strength, mighty and in impenetrable to temptation, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Stop. Wow. And you know what? God never said, hey, it's going to be easy. No, it was never promised it's going to be easy. But he said he'll be with you in trouble, present in trouble. Yes. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains be shaken into the midst of the seas, though its waters roar and foam and though the mountains tremble at its swelling and tumult, Selah. There we go, Dion. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place. Uh, of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her rightly at the dawn of the morning. You can read the whole thing, you know. Speaking, giving you this picture that everything can go wrong. Everything, the mountains can, my goodness, the petrol can go up. No, we're not going <laughs> to, we will not be tested on that word. <laughs> we don't take that. <laughs> but in truth, in truth, everything that I've always feared, the Lord has brought me through. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be funny, but do it. Very sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, 
Seriously, at the same time, how much time have you spent looking at the wind and the waves when Christ, is, your source, is right in front of you all the time? All the time. How many of us have joined the conversation of the world, including myself, where the Lord is saying, come up higher. Come on, live a higher life. All right, live a higher life. Why did you doubt? All right, so faith is not the absence of the mind. Your mind, my goodness, everybody, use your minds. Please, use your minds. Use your minds. Faith is just when we surrender our mind, when we surrender our understanding, when we surrender, when you're standing on the edge of the, of the boat, Christ is there and he says, walk, and your mind understands gravity, your mind understands water, sharks, uh, wind, waves, ghosts, <laughs> all of that. And the mind surrenders to the heart and to the spirit, and he takes the step. Amen? All right. Um, Romans 4, and then we close there. I think this is super word. It's practical in every way. It's like a how-to guide. Just put it on the plate like there. That's how you do it. I don't know. I could have done with this word a long time ago. Romans 4. And we're going to read... Let's just do some reading from 16. Therefore, the promise is the outcome of faith. Okay, let me read it. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith. It depends entirely on faith. In order that it might be given as an act of grace. You have to read that again. But... Let's move on. To make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. As it's written, I've made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the impotence of his own body. So stop there. So he understood, I can't. Come on. His mind knew very well that this is going to take a miracle. He didn't deny the fact that he's old. He didn't deny um, that at all. As a matter of fact, he's sitting in the mirror, he probably said, yeah. Yes. That's the only way. He must have just known that. He didn't fight with it either. He, he didn't fight with it. He knew I am old. 
How old was he? Old. <laughs> Very old. And, and the Amplified or the Bible pushes it beyond that. He says, which was as good as dead. That sentence there gets me because it means that if Abraham was dead, God's word is still true. Come on. We, but there has to be a surrender where, where our faith kicks in and we believe. We believe. We believe. And I think we need to, we need to, we need to write these things down. What I believe, what God said. I'm standing here, and I told you, we, we're going we're gonna to build a, a church. We're going to build a big church. Amen. Yeah, thank you. We're going to build a big church. We're going we're gonna to impact our city and the nations of the world. We're going to have amazing facilities, incredible facilities to impact, to reach um, I don't know, what has the Lord spoken to you? And then while you're doing that, where's the money coming from? <laughs> yeah, that's our invitation to walk and to believe and to not consider the waves. Okay, last scripture, last scripture, promise. Job, Job, promise. Job. Ach, Job, what's the guy's name? James. Jacobus. James. Chapter 1. Ah, it's maybe not the most exciting word, but this is a word. This is a word. James 1, verse, verse 5. Okay, if any of you is uh, deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungratulating without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. For the one who wavers is like, is like the blowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Isn't that the picture of Peter? Right there. Okay? So, so that when, when you're in faith... But the wavering comes between the mind and the heart the whole time. So you consider all these things. Okay, the one who wavers is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. In the next verse. For truly let, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks from the Lord. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, skip that next word, and the next word. He is <laughs> unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything. He thinks, feels, decides. Let the, uh, okay, go, go, back, go back there. Um, two minds. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can have faith on the Sunday, and then the Monday comes, you're back. You can't live that life. Come on, take the step and walk. Take the step and trust and just go with it. When last day, take a practical thing this week and do something because you felt you had to do it. 
Do something like that. Just do something. Let the mind talk back. And then pray and get the peace of God. And do it. It can be something, start with something simple. And give someone a word. I told you if... Um, I'm done. But uh, there's so many ministry opportunities on a daily basis. So many. How many people do you speak to? You know, don't fall for the temptation of becoming a, a fortune teller and having to give some divine word. Talk to people. The other day, I'd, um, the guys at the streets, I started just asking them what their names are when they asked me for money. What's your name? My name is Emmanuel. Oh, wow. I said, a nice chat. Get to know the people. Love on people. Get out of the battle that, that the mind. It's out there to, just to kill your faith, to, to program you to a natural mindset. And like I said, I refuse to be a normal person. I refuse to preach a watered-down Christianity, a compromised gospel. We have to be above. And yes, there'll be a time where you'll relate to Peter. Yes, there might be a time again where you're going to swim like him and sink. I don't know. Then maybe we'll preach that message. But Christ's point was, why did you doubt There is no reason to doubt. There is no reason to doubt. And if you allow your heart to hear that, why did you doubt? You've got this. You're above. Walk with me. The storm is nothing. Get your eyes on me. No, Lord is going to kill me. No, get your eyes on me. Walk with me. Come above. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm here again. I never, the cycle in my life, get your eyes above. Get your eyes above. Get your eyes above. (laughs) I don't know how to put it better. Come on. Get your eyes above. It's so simple. So come on. He said, out of your inmost being will flow rivers of living water. He says, out of the heart, guard it with all that you can. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. And um, I didn't read Proverbs 3 like we read in men's meeting, but men's meeting says, don't rely on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Lord, help, help us program our minds to think like that. Help us program our minds to think like that. But just go for it. When the threat comes and it tries to steal your peace, you know, if you find your you're in a place where it's like, yeah, I've got no peace. Go back. Find where you've lost your peace. And Lord, give me my peace back so that I can live in that place, in that surrendered place. Peace, the mind surrenders. When the mind is in charge, it's like the heart. Where, where is it? So yeah, amen. Trust that that blessed you. And um, yeah, it's our reality. We get to do this. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. The life of your word. Lord, where would we be without your word? Lord, help us love your word. Help us not take it for granted. The truth that we're hearing today. 
thank you. Thank you that you come and you reveal yourself in difficult times, in, in hard times. You come to us and you reveal yourself. I pray that there'll be a shift in heart and a shift in perspective today to one that is above, above the storm. So I just speak right now to, to your hearts, church. Don't be afraid. God is with you. God is in the midst of you. A present help in times of trouble. That the peace of Christ will, will guard your heart. The peace that passes understanding. That you can have a faith that understands. That you can walk in a higher life, a higher dimension. Um, yeah, supernatural life. It's not your portion to, to swim. It's not your portion to sink. It's, it's, it's for you to walk on, on, the, on, the, on the sea. That's where he's calling you. Okay? So think about that situation now. And if God comes to you personally today and says, why are you doubting? Why are you doubting? Are you of little faith? Come on. Walk with me. Walk with me. That's what I, I really feel the Lord saying to you today. Thank you, Father, for love to, uh, to overtake in our hearts peace. Just that the mind, the reasoning of the mind will be quieted today. Come on, just, just take that word, just meditate on it. Above. Say, I am above. I'm not beneath. Mm. I'm happy in Christ. I'm full of life in Christ. <laughs> I'm full of joy. <laughs> I have all that I need in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Come on, church, we're going to put down that, that destiny-killing, robbing thoughts, that rubbish that we've tolerated in our minds. We're going to put it down for good. And inherit God's promises by faith. Because he said we can have it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Revive us, Jesus. Revive us. Just revive us, Lord. Just refresh your people. Just quicken us. Like your word says, that you quicken us, Lord. You quicken this church, this people. Hmm.
Thank you, Father, that we're defined by you, that we live and move and have our being in you. Hey, and that'll be our reality. Yeah, we fix our eyes. So, amen. Church, keep your eyes on Jesus. Look to him. He is your savior. He is for you. He's not against you. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberly on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed. Be blessed.